0: Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and today, uh, sitting down with me here, we've got the 2018 Big Beat Beat MKE Champion. Uh, He's a producer, a DJ, an engineer, and he just curated uh, the first uh, Cream City Beat Battle this past weekend at Company Brewing, which was a ton of fun. We've got Austin Mankey. Hi dude, thank you for having me. Of course, man. How's your day? Uh, it's been good. Uh, Took a little nap. I saw him energize. Your shout out naps. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm a supporter of the nap movement. Um, yeah. Uh, we we got to talk about the the beat battle. Actually, it's kind of like the whole. You know, just what did what did like what did it mean for Milwaukee? What did it mean for you? Um, I think what it meant for
1: Milwaukee was uh, reflected in how they responded, uh, coming out and supporting. Um, clearly meant something Um, yeah uh, for me it meant a lot it was it was awesome to be able to give a platform for 16 other producers to showcase themselves in front of our community so
0: that's what meant the most to me honestly yeah and most importantly you have fun doing it yeah it was it was a lot of fun it was a bit stressful the last Uh, the two the you
1: know, the last few days leading up to it, it was like, oh my god, am I gonna pull it off? Is it really gonna work?
0: Is yeah. the pacing gonna work? Am I <laughs> gonna have, is, are we gonna run out of time and not have a winner? But yeah. it all came together, it was great. That sounds like canned anxiety, like anticipating an event that's coming up for it to go well. Yeah, I man, I haven't had anxiety
1: for a show like that in a while. Honestly. Yeah. You know, I've gotten pretty used to being on stage and, dealing with the pressure and, and all that. But this was like, you know, <laughs> I was usually other people there, but it's their job. Or, you know, it's they they're the ones on the line, you know, it's not so much me. But, so it was a lot riding on it, I guess. But yeah. it, it all worked out and I was, I'm
0: very pleased with how it turned out. But well, um, we got a, we, we got some drinks on the table here. Um, yes. We've got uh, some uh, silver tequila. Um, my my favorite. favorite. Yeah, good. I'm some glad. Silver I'd, tequila, my favorite. I, pr- like, I... I hate this shit anyway, but I'll take it over the, the normal shit, so, um, I, I I'm, okay. uh, you said you didn't want a chaser, so, well, <laughs> I'll take these over here. <laughs> chaser it with me, up yeah. well, can yeah, whatever. we'll see. I'm kidding. Uh, what do you normally
1: drink on here? Uh, so, uh, someone have, uh, uh,
0: shoot, what's it called? The sparkly stuff, what's the, I mean... Like white cloth. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Did you have white cloth? We did have for so funny enough. I've never. I haven't had like. It's been a different drink every time. I haven't had any repeats yet, which I'm kind of trying to see how far I can go before like someone asks for like the same thing as someone before. Yeah. But you're actually yeah you're the first one uh, to ask for tequila, so we're taking it here. Is this a is this a shot? Is this it's a shot, yeah. Okay. I, I did get the lime, sadly. Oh, that's all right. You know what? Yeah. Yeah. Cheers, though. Cheers. Uh, <laughs> <fair> enough, though. <laughs> <Beer>. <laughs> mm. Man, well, help yourself. <laughs> um, so we'll pace ourselves. Yeah, yeah, we will. Um, so man, uh, so I don't. There's something. So I. Uh got to interview you for breaking and entering after the show. Absolutely after uh, that. Of course, that man. That was great. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Um I something that you said that really stuck out to me is that moving f- what happens next was all dependent on tonight. That's something that's been sticking with me a lot. Because um, it's like you're absolutely right. It was volume one. Yeah. Um it was the uh it was like kind of the catalyst to you know, to really show everybody who's like, you know, behind the sounds that are becoming so popular in Milwaukee, you know, like, this was about the producers, like, it was all about the producers, and that was a really beautiful thing, to see, you know, everything being brought to light there, like, we don't give producers enough credit. I don't believe so, no, we don't. (laughs) (laughs) We don't. Yeah, and you as one, you can attest to that. Yeah, uh, I do get looked over a lot, um,
1: People steal our beats. <laughs> People yeah. don't credit us. Has that happened to you before? Uh, yeah. But then you know, a quick message and you know, it gets handled. But, you know, but you're like, hey, yeah. It's what not, are you doing? It's never been anything too serious for me. But you know, I there's you know, in general, I mean, just in the whole industry, not even just Milwaukee um, producers are kind of uh, generally in the you know not given the credit they deserve. Yeah, that's changed. Uh, in the, in the last few years, I believe, with, you know, people like Metro Boom and, and uh, also, you know, people who, like, you know, you recognize their tags and stuff, and it's yeah. almost like you can't help but but notice that sort of stuff, and, um, and also people, you know, like, the whole scene, and, you know, the hip-hop community is shifting where, you know, the producers have almost as much clout, if not more than yeah. some of the rappers, and, like, rappers use that as leverage now, whereas... It used to just be, you know, it was just all behind-the-scenes
0: sort of stuff. Yeah, no, that's true. Like, Pharrell, for example, yeah, yeah. is a big one. Um, like, Pharrell's one of the biggest names in, you know, the music industry. And, yeah, uh, like, he's known for his producing. And, and, like, and, yeah, like, from a local scale, um, you, you, like... We've definitely been hearing a lot more names of producers rather than, like, simply, like, you know, the, the recording artists themselves, like, rappers and singers and stuff, like, you know, like, there will always, there always has been and always will be, you know, um, the, the platform and the ability for us to uplift artists like that, but it's not until recently where the producers have, like, really been starting to, like, show up and yeah. for us to know who they are, um, and you got, yeah, you started with, like, what, 36? Yeah, that was,
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and they all, like, okay, so I was worried, you know, there was, like, two days before the submission period was ending, and I was just shoving it in everybody's face, like, sign up, sign up, sign up. Yeah. Like, even if you don't make it, like, I just, like, I want to be able to pick from, you know, pool. I just didn't want, you know, 15, and then I had to, like, hit up a friend and be mm-hmm. like hey be the 16th you know i wanted everybody to have an opportunity to at least like pass up on it mm-hmm. and be like uh you know maybe not this year um and then it was like in the last two days i got like majority of the submissions i think two days beforehand i had like maybe 13 or 14 oh wow and so then yeah it just like doubled Oh like, shit and some everyone likes to do shit last minute <laughs> i think that's like uh I, I myself, I work the best under pressure. Yeah, um, you know, I, I like to submit things the last second. Otherwise, yeah. you know, that's when I. That's just me personally. I I've always been a procrastinator. I definitely work best under pressure. Yeah. So I I understood it when it all rolled in. Right. I was like, it was like a sigh of relief. I was like, oh man, all right, people actually do care about this. Yeah, because that was like the very beginning. You know. Yeah,
0: I think that, and that's like I think that's a th- sociological thing that people just generally like to invest in things when they really have to think about it when they're on the spot when they have to be like are we doing this or not it's like you know buying a ticket to a show like yeah most i mean some people it's like there's there's some people that are going to be like you know buying it as soon as it when they comes get, out, yeah. When there's the buy one get
1: one, right. bucks, yeah. right. And then there's people like me that wait till like the day
0: before, and I'm yeah. like, well, I'll get one. It's like sixty dollars with fees. <laughs> yeah, I know and it's I'm not going. You're right, right. it's yeah, It's like buying a ticket to a festival like Wild Palooza. I used to go like every year, and it's like I was one of those people that always wanted to like have my ticket just ready and over with buying it like yeah. right away. So, but it sells out so quickly, like, within the first hour that, like, tickets are on sale, so it's like, you're either buying it at that point, or you're buying it a couple of days before, and people, there's not much of an in-between, people either right. go this or that way, but for me, it's like, yeah, it's true, there was I, like, uh, as far as the the submissions
1: went, it was like that, it was, it was like, I announced it, and then in, like, 24 hours, 48 hours, it was like, I got all those, like, 13, 14, yeah. right there. and then it was like, the whole rest of the time up until, like, two days before. Yeah. And nobody... There was nobody. <laughs> so there's, like, the people that
0: get it done, and there's people who wait last minute to get mm-hmm. it done. Right. But shout, out, so. shout out Godzilla. Uh, yeah, absolutely. He won. It was well-deserved. He was absolutely astounding. Man, he had some of the best beat battle
1: beats that I've heard in a long time. Um, since uh, the Regal days. And his, yeah. His his reign. Um, and what did he... Fl- he flipped, like, a... A Black Sabbath, the and Iron, Iron Man, Man yeah. with like, and then he put like some like acapella over it. Yeah. I can't remember. That. Man, I think he, you know what? I think he put out uh, a tape with the with the beats from the beat band. I hope anyway, so. I'm gonna have to go dig that one out for yeah. my own like personal listening pleasure.
0: Yeah. So, like Godzilla is, he, he, like I I was also fortunate enough to interview him after the show too, and. He he's he's got a really fascinating career. Like he's worked with all kinds of, you know, like big name artists. Like he's worked with guys from the Ghetto Boys, like Bushwood Bill, um Oh wow. Yeah, he's worked with like a lot of Yeah, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Oh yeah. He he worked with a lot of profound artists. But um it's it's um but he's also like so versatile with um, you know, the the various like uh, positions he's held within his like musical career. Like he's he's uh like taught music. Uh he's um he uh so he plays ten instruments. Yeah, he plays ten instruments. He's a certified Pro Tools expert. Yeah, God bless him. For yeah. Them. I mean <laughs> like, dude, that like that is really like he worked himself hard to like yeah. get to where he is and, and like it's it's and he also this is also funny, he uh does, like, soundtracks from Disney, too. Oh, word. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Like, I, I don't know people that are winning beat battles and making music for Disney, like, and also, you know, playing trumpet, tuba... Yeah, yeah. ...and many other instruments. Like, I, I don't know a ton of other people that are just so well-versed within their, like, uh, artistry. Yeah, I'm working on stuff like that. I'm yeah. you know, not... not. I mean, there's a
1: uh, I can't speak too much, but I do have, uh, you know... Me and the group of friends, you know, we've been working hard on syncing and whatnot. Yeah. We've submitted stuff for, for Marvel. Oh, and, shit. Um, it's the first time i heard have, of that. And, like, uh, you know, none of the stuff that I've done is has placed. But, you know, uh, just, like, even, like, a couple weeks ago, we were working on some new stuff for uh, an upcoming Marvel show. Which is technically Disney now, so
0: I yeah. guess you could say. Right, yeah. I keep forgetting that, that yeah. Marvel was was bought by Disney. But, yeah. Um, But, yeah, sync licensing is, like, a super awesome way to to
1: get your bread. Like, they pay stupid amounts of money. Really? I mean, like, you send them a beat, they'll use, you know, a minute, two minutes of it. Sometimes they'll cut your vocals out, you know, so it's just the beat. They'll pay, like, thousands of dollars for, like, a minute's worth. And it's, like, you know, you got the connections to make it happen. Like, it's kind of silly not to make those submissions, you know. Or at least they have it in their library. They can pull it up whenever, yeah, I love Sync License, you know. I'm trying to get more into it. That's but, cool. Yeah. Uh, shout out him for actually getting, like, <laughs> Disney places. Yeah. That's insane. I, like, yeah, agreed. I, uh, I wish I had
0: that on my, um, my resume. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, we're still in our 20s. We've, like, you know, we've, we've got a, right. a long stretch ahead of us. But, so, Austin, I'm... Uh, so, what we discussed on uh, Mr. Nice Guy is uh, we talk about love and fear uh, through a creative mind. And I'm interested in getting to know the artist as a human being. And I've wanted to, like, sit down and talk to you for a really long time. But, like, I would always, like, see you just... Most of the times when I'm seeing you, you're, like, running around, like, making sure shit is going as it should be at, like, events and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I have mad respect for that because, you know, I I have uh, been there to an extent with, like, when I was still involved with J3, like, curating events. Like, it is, like... There's no zone, like, you're in when you're... Oh, I know. Cura- ...when you're curating yeah. something. And um, I, I'm interested in knowing, like, you know, kind of more about your own just musical background. If you want to, like, go uh, back for me. Taking it way
1: back. Yeah. Um, I think my first... The first stuff I ever really did was uh, African drum lessons. Um, I don't really- don't remember the age, maybe uh, second, third grade. Wow. So, however old we're, we are, like seven or eight, something yeah. like that. Whatever. How old are you now? Twenty four. Twenty four. Okay, um, yeah. So that was like my first introduction to percussion, and um, actually, the person who got me into it was DJ Mondo. Ah. Uh, uh, nice. Yeah, we shout out DJ, shout DJ Mondo. Mondo. Um, yeah, he his dad uh, was involved with that sort of stuff and we were friends hanging out then and um, they brought me along and I did that and that kind of sparked my um, my passion for percussion um, and then I was in percussion in middle school and a little bit in high school <coughs> and um, yeah that was like percussion is really my background um, then uh, it was like 12 um there was a man it was like a game on on playstation and i
0: have to
1: we'll we'll figure it we can maybe we can, yeah I'll, I'll figure it out after we yeah. put it like right down here and post right I'll, I'll put on mm-hmm. one of those like, like, like little like uh edit yeah, things uh, where it's know, like I'm blanking on it video games. it was like something 99 uh it was like a playstation game that okay was basically like fl studio but sure like, with playstation and i did that and then there was like some flash games with like music arrangement and then i got i downloaded um, like audacity or some equivalent you know some really basic stuff and i just made mashups this was when i was like 12 13 nice. and like was just fucking around just entirely. Yeah. So like doing like, like what girl talk does I, I wouldn't even say no I was <laughs> taking, no i was taking like <laughs> like, nursery rhymes and mashing them up with, like, Lil Jon. Because I thought that oh, wow. shit was hilarious. Like, I was memeing years ago. Like, I yeah. like for my own personal budget, I thought that shit was hilarious. That's awesome. Um, and so I did that for a while. And then it was, like, um, I was, like, sophomore in, in high school, I want to say. And my friend Tim, um, he was, like, yo... Um, there's this dude Tyler, the creator, and I was like, oh, yeah, I kind of know of him or whatever. He was like, yeah, well, he uses this program to make beats. And he showed me FL Studio, and um, I went, we were, I was at his house, and I downloaded it right then and there. Um, like, whatever the latest version at the time was, and I was just making terrible stuff. Um, but I loved it, and I stuck with it, and um, then I went to went to college. Was still doing it in my dorms. Met a bunch of different people that were like minded with regarding music and whatnot, and we did what we could. Well, I wasn't good, but you know it was still fun, and I got to meet a ton of really cool people. And um, then it was uh, you know I dropped out, and then when I went back, the second time, <laughs> so, yeah. so school is a. Uh, Where were you at originally? Uh, University of Wisconsin, Milwaukee, oh, and I like went there and dropped out and went back like three times, yeah. uh, trying to figure it out. But uh, the second or third time I went back, I went for the longest period of time was for music. Yeah. And um, then I learned, you know, more stuff. I got learned some music theory, took music theory classes, um, taught myself like basic piano stuff, and then yeah, from there I just I just stuck with it like every day. It was it wasn't like a you know, it wasn't super serious, but it was, uh, it was a passion I had. It was like a hobby. I didn't think it would turn into something like this then. Yeah. But I, I suppose, you know, I put like an hour a day in for years. <clears throat> and yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Eventually, I figured it out. And yeah. It wasn't even really until, say like a year or two ago, you know, before the last year's Beat Battle, where I felt like comfortable. Like I figured out my sound and like uh, I was confident with what I was making. 'Cause if I was going you know, I make something i will be like, uh, eh, this is alright, but you know, I knew in my mind, like the people I was playing it for, right. they were like, What the fuck is this dude doing? Yeah. <laughs> dude, it's <laughs>
0: like it's like when you like have a joke in your head that sounds funny to you, like in your head, but when you actually tell it it's not that funny. That doesn't happen to me. Everybody thinks I'm oh, nice. <laughs> 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 well, I'll speak for myself from that one, but yeah. But I, I know what you mean, though. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Where um, did you, like, kind of start striking up the confidence to, like, actually, you know, enter something like Big Beat? Um, where did the confidence come from? Because
1: I was pretty cocky about it, honestly. <laughs> well, not, not copy, cocky. I guess confident, yeah. Uh, I was very confident going in. Um, well, not entirely. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It took it took a little uh, encouragement from my girlfriend, um... Yeah, you know, I was like, am I going to do it? Should I not? Should I do it? I don't know. And then I just remembered how much fun the um, Milltown beatdowns were. And mm-hmm. I was like, eh, even if I lose, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. But I didn't want to take that blow to my ego. So. Yeah. And and that's where like, Alan got the idea for Big Beat. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So inspired yeah. by Midtown. Yeah, yeah, at the Jack the Lounge and everything in yeah, a similar format. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I, I knew that right away. Um, uh, right when I got there, I was like, oh, yeah, this is like the the be beatdown. Yeah. So that was, that was fun. But I know when I, when I went into it, I, I knew that if I was going to do it, I was going to apply, uh, uh, apply myself a hundred percent. And like, I wasn't going to lose. Like I just knew I had to win that. Um, I don't know. <laughs> the confidence came from myself and a, a bit from my girlfriend. I'd sure. Say. Um, there wasn't like a, a moment where I like made a beat and I was like, okay, um, I, I, you know, it wasn't, like, a defining moment. It, it was yeah. a, a slow process it was of a convincing drawn out myself. Yeah.
0: And I, then, then I ended up submitting last minute, because that's, yeah. that's what I do. Yeah. As a producer, do you lose track of time a lot? <sighs> Man. <laughs> yeah. I uh, don't. Yeah, I do. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I don't even. <laughs> well, the reason I ask is it... because, like, even when I'm... Uh, it's like when you really, really enjoy something, you, you just get immersed in it. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll find yeah. myself,
1: it'll be 9 in the morning, and I'm like, oh, fuck. I should probably go home. <laughs> um, I should go to bed. <laughs> no, recently, for a while, I had a, a pretty normal sleep schedule. And then I'd say in the last few months, honestly. I, you know, I've been doing music full-time now for three-fourths of a year. You know, almost a year. I good for you dude and yeah it's, awesome. it's been a grind but it has been like the last few months or so i'd say where i've just like the hour what what time of day it is just really does not matter to me i just whenever i'm the most creative is when i i lock in and i'll just lose lose track of time there was i think it was the other the other day i was at the studio and uh you know there's no windows or anything no way of telling yeah. what time it was without looking at a clock and so I was like, oh, what time is it? And I was like, uh, probably like three or four. We looked at our, the, our, our phones and it was like nine in the morning. I was like, oh, all right. Well, holy oh, you know, shit! We, we really locked in, but no, <laughs> I, I do that. And, but I've kind of adjusted to it. Um, not kind of, I have adjusted to it. Um, instead of, you know, trying to get, force myself into like a normal sleep schedule of going to bed at like between like eight and 10 at night and waking up, you know, yeah. six or eight. Um. I just sleep, like, four hours at a time, Uh, you know, go to the studio, come home early in the morning, sleep for a few hours, because I still, like, you got to find a balance between, like, everybody else that's, like, operating on a normal, like, sleep schedule, um, so uh, I have to, like, be awake for certain hours to, like, actually, like, connect and, like, network with people that aren't locking themselves in studios for hours, um, and yeah, so I usually, like, sleep for a few hours, uh, you know between, like, 7 and 9 to, you know, 10, 11, noon. Yeah. It's like you block, you put it in blocks. Kind yeah. Of. yeah, yeah, and I think, I don't know, don't quote me on it, but I think someone told me recently that that's, like, how they do it in, like, Europe. Like, a lot of Europeans do, like, they'll sleep four hours at a time and just, like, they just end up being more productive. I, it's worked for me. And then I'll usually, you know, I'll be up for a few hours and I'll sleep, you know, usually in the afternoon, um, and then get back to it. Um
0: Interesting. Yeah. I, but yeah. time is
1: like to answer your question. i a time. I lose track of time so easily. Yeah. Like I just, it's not
0: even a thing. Like that crosses my mind when yeah. I get so Sorry, right. time is a social construct anyway. I would agree with that. Yeah, I mean, I I know I I totally understand. Like, cause, we're I feel like you know society really teaches us to sleep on numbers. You know mm-hmm. to teach us to, you know. To be in bed by a certain time, be up at a certain time, so that we can go to our nine-to-five jobs right. and, you know, be be slaves to uh, the, you know, the... The machine. Yeah, the machine. Yeah, yeah thank you. And, yeah. man, I, I never really, uh, never believed in that myself. Because, like, I mean, I'm all for getting, like, the full 8 hours sleep. Like, sure. I like my REM sleep. I like my... Uh, you know, well, I you like, can
1: get that, you can get that, I mean, I think, uh, as long as you sleep more than 45 minutes, you'll fall into yeah, yeah,
0: right, yeah, yeah, I, and that's something to look into, but, um, like, I, I, I feel the same way, though, where it's, you know, a lot, like, a really common question that people get are, like, are you a morning person, or, like, a night person, are you a night owl, or, and, like, really, it's... It's it's. I feel like especially for someone like you, it's hard to answer that question because it's. I, well,
1: I can actually. I am a night owl. Honestly. You yeah, think I so? Sure. I hate mornings. I, I can hate. I it. love mornings actually. <laughs> I love I love going to bed in the morning. Yeah, valid. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's a good feeling. But sure. No, I've I've always been like a, a night owl. I I love being up at night. I thrive in, in the. Thrive at night. I was gonna say I thrive in the darkness, for yeah, that <laughs> yeah, that's that's, dude, that's kind of edgy. Yeah. <laughs> no, I thrive at night. I I've always I've always enjoyed night. I've I've always stayed up late, and so was, I've always I always struggle with going to like normal nine to five jobs because I was like I don't I wanted this is like this is my sleep time. This uh, is when I should be sleeping, right. and even you know when I had like I when I had a a welding job right before I quit that and did music full-time and even that I was still you know I knew I had to go you know I was exhausted and I knew I had to go to sleep to get a full you know eight hours or
0: whatever and I'd st- I still couldn't do it I'd still be going to bed at like four in the morning yeah you know? <laughs> like that's just the way it was Like right. your body knows your routine like you know better than your are better judgment sometimes yeah um, I feel and I like. just,
1: for me it's it's just like it's more so not not when I should sleep it's more so like when I should create Mm -hmm. and like as long as I'm creating when I'm you know most creative you know I can sleep whenever you know but sometimes I'll have a random you know I'll be at home like trying to go to bed at like three in the morning whatever and I'll be like I got an idea I I gotta go yeah go to the studio yeah um, or pull up my laptop and then just stay up for another five hours
0: and not even think about it Yeah. yeah Right, because I mean, and it's kind of funny actually, because we were originally supposed to do this episode on Tuesday, and like you mentioned that like you know you got booked for like like another yeah, six we, hours were added to studio time and yeah. and I was totally cool with that I'm yeah, just, I am appreciate I don't, that I'm, no I'm no bad worries bad at all the flake I hate ooh I hate being late I hate flake dude it's late. okay because I mean I I like and I knew that it was in your best interest too so yeah I I support that and I'm. You know? I appreciate that yeah man but it's like i feel like it's really easy to just you don't realize how much like time is going by you don't realize like how much um of the day like you've devoted to creating yeah and he- or helping someone out or yeah, yeah. and and that's why it's like you know i even when um you know even like sometimes like this is just a small example but it's like when I'm having a good conversation with somebody on this show, like when the timer goes off, I'm like, "Fuck!" Like, mm-hmm. how did that 20 minutes go by so yeah, fast? Yeah, yeah. You know, you like we just—it's just part of that, like um, that, just indulgence. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I couldn't say it any better myself, honestly. It's just indulging in it. Um, yeah, you
1: know, I would. I don't know. There's, there's not not really too many times where I'm like, I gotta go. Like, yeah. You know, like. I'm in the studio, and it's like, I should really leave. It's just like, yeah. man, that can wait. Like, you know, I got an idea. Uh, before I just sleep, fall asleep in the studio, it's whatever, you know. And yeah. I think it's important for creatives to find that balance of, you know, working when they're most creative and sleeping when they can. I know it's, it's, it's easy for me to say as someone who doesn't have uh, a 9-to-5 job, yeah. but, I mean, if you're doing it full-time, I wouldn't suggest forcing yourself into uh uh, you know normal like nine to five yeah. sort of sleep schedule you know unless that's what works for you unless you're the most creative at six in the morning you know I, I know people that do do that mm. uh, Kane one does that you know he wakes up at like four in the morning and goes to the gym and and stuff like that and yeah. he starts his day early as hell but he's like a morning person, you know yeah. and he's
0: creative at different times um, totally and that's yeah that's so, up with this yeah for sure man. i'm i'm getting I'm more carried away than you've been with this stuff. <laughs> I still gotta. Everybody have to get picked up. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: here. You gotta look oh, I'm behind. definitely gonna have to get picked up. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's our bottle. Cheers. Cheers. Um. Well. I mean. You know there will be, there will be nights I choose to stay up. Mm-hmm. Um. Generally, like I'm, I'm not much of like a night hawk. I like to be in bed by like. You know, 11, 30, 12 on like an average night. But there will be nights where you know I'll end up staying out late, and it's. I mean, it's like if it if it if there's merit to it, by all means, like you yeah. know, it, it like just enjoy the experience and just be. It's. It goes back to being present in the moment. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, um, and like. I'm a firm believer in that, where it's like, you know, if something is going really well and like you're enjoying it, then you know, why like cut it short? Right. You know, there will be nights, like especially over the summer, where like, you know, I just want to stay up all night. It doesn't matter what I'm doing, but you know, if it means that like I'm catching the sunrise or I'm. That's when I know it's time to go to bed. The sunrise. That's usually it. That's kind of like usually my sign where it's like,
1: all right, I should start trance. Transitioning into yeah. creative mode to to sleep time because so. it because it's a bitch to sleep because if I can if I can fall asleep before the sun
0: comes up, it's better. If I'm trying to fall asleep with the sunshine in it, it's a little bit more difficult. Oh yeah, really, so because you have that like innate pressure that like okay now I gotta fall asleep. Yeah. So I saw recently um, you said that uh, you had uh, stopped smoking weed. I did. Yeah. Good
1: for
0: uh, you. Man. Yeah, I. That was
1: never like uh, I don't know. I've always smoked weed. It's, I've never had like an issue with it. I didn't, you know. It's just a personal thing. I and not, not not nothing against anybody that does smoke. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, I think it comes with like a maybe with age. I don't know, I, or maybe it's just uh, how much I did smoke. And it's not like I smoked, you know, an ounce a day or anything. <laughs> like that. You know, like I was always I was I was always the first to tap out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Always happen. I'll be like a couple hits, like all right, don't get. Yeah, right, right, I don't need no any more than that. You know, just enough to get the creative juices flowing. But after a while, it just kind of got to a point where it's like, it wasn't giving me any creative juice, which is kind of like why I enjoyed it the most, and it, it just was like, all right, just, you know, giving myself anxiety at this point, point. Yeah. and so I was like, eh, I'll take a step back from it for a bit, um, and I feel good about it. Um, I probably, you know. Probably smoke it again, you know. Right. It's not like yeah. i It's not like I'm never smoking. Weed. Yeah, it was just like yeah. a. I don't know. I, I I'm older now, you know. Yeah. It's not. Um, I don't
0: know. Totally. Well, it's it's I the like part of the reason I bring it up is because like you know I I haven't smoked weed since I was eighteen. Okay. Um, I used to smoke weed in high school and like. I for a while like I really enjoyed it, but. Then, weed in high, weed in high school was super. It fun. was the I best. Was the yeah. yeah, like you had this. You had so much fun just, like, dicking around with your friends on the weekends, getting Taco Bell and just being high. But after a certain point, like, I just started getting panic attacks. Like, every time I would smoke weed, I would get really, like, just awful anxiety and, like, yeah. paranoia. All it just started building up. And, I, I mean, I'm, I'm a very high anxiety person in general, but it's like... Yeah, me too. So, yeah, yeah, but it's like this weed is... It's not relaxing me like it does the rest yeah, of the time Yeah, and it... And, uh, you know I, I can totally see where people like where it can be medicine yeah. for that but for me it's like it's just a trigger so me like, too you know, I'm like I'm good on it like, and I and I yeah. totally support like for one like it's like I totally it's an I, incredible I, medicine right yeah. I support the legalization yeah, the decriminalization yeah. all that jazz like I, I and I commend anyone who uses it you know to mellow out or like medicinally but for me personally it never did that, and it's and you know it varies for person to person. Yeah, it did for me for a while. It it was just like a slow transition. It was like, um, uh, uh, slowly just gave me more yeah. anxiety. I was like, man, yeah. it sucks. Like, but I think that like the conversation has expanded about weed because like I've seen I've been seeing more and more people open up about like how oh weed gives me anxiety and like like oh shit story of my life. But that being said, I still like. You know, it still does wonders for many other people, and I also like personally. I still need to try CBD.
1: Oh, I was, I was literally just about to bring that up. Man. Oh CBD man, should get it. <laughs> yeah, truth. Um, I was in Los Angeles last year for a bit, and um, I was just a dumbass and was just walking a lot <laughs> instead yeah. of taking the bus. I just had to walk. I ended up like giving myself some nerve damage in my foot, and so I went to in like uh, Venice Beach area. And I went and got uh, some CBD cream, on, hundred milligram CBD, whatever sure, it was. Yeah. Whatever. It was ex- it was expensive. it's my only beef with it. It was, it was like more expensive yeah, than like right. you know getting like some icy hot or. So it's like fifty that. bucks
0: for like thirty pills of CBD or something. Like oh, that. I've
1: never seen it in a pill form. i have only ever used it. Uh, well. I've ever used it in a cream form. I've known people had tinctures and stuff. i always just passing. Was I've like, seen people oh, with weed without the high. Aren't yeah, I've
0: seen people with the CBD uh, cold brew. Like, that, oh wow, yeah. Be yeah, I'd be down with that. I <laughs> would too. I see the thing is, I'm totally open to it, but it's because it's so expensive, I haven't gotten around to it yet.
1: But no, I. I but I, man, that shit was the truth. I, <laughs> I like, I put that shit all over my foot. You know, in like minutes, I was like, oh, all right, I can walk again. And I put on my knees, put on my back. I was like, coating myself. And the thing is, okay, so I didn't realize this, but it makes you sleepy. So, like, it makes sense, I guess. Yeah. But I was like, coating my <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Because I was so achy. Yeah. And I was like, falling asleep in like 10 minutes. Like, um, I did, uh, a buddy of mine had like a CBD cigarette. Um, I, I smoked a bit of that. That was relaxing. And, um, Recently, a friend told me about like CBD weed, right? Like it's just it's, it's it's flour, but doesn't have any THC. And he's smoking. I was like, that's silly. I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, I don't. But I, I don't know. The I haven't used CBD since I was in LA a few months ago. It just comes in so many forms. It does, and I, I don't know. I I personally don't have the money to be spending on that not sort of do stuff. I. So no, do I. if it's around, you know, or if I really need it, like when I was in LA and I was aching and I had a like a whole like another like 10 days of of travel to go uh, i was like i need this but um no it is awesome and i'm uh excited that that sort of thing is being uh becoming acceptable totally and legal and i'm all for cbd i'm all for weed i'm all for i'm for all of it honestly yeah. it's a great medicine. I Agree. Um, they just you know it's for you, know, you teach their own
0: right yeah exactly granted that the Cream City Beat Battle was such a massive success that filled company brewing to the teeth. Packed like sardines. It, it was, was fantastic. Oh yeah, packed like sardines. It was, It like, it was, usually, like, I pride myself on being able to navigate around an event and, like, you know, squeeze through crowds and stuff, but it was, a, it was an excessive challenge that night it to was. get around to talk to people and greet people and stuff. But, granted all of that, like, I'm going to ask you again, like... What is happening next? Uh, well, obviously,
1: Company Brewing wants me to do it again. Yeah. Uh, I can't... <laughs> I don't know the exact numbers, but I can assure you that I, the, the bartenders made a decent amount of money. And that's, as long as... Uh, you know, it's kind of like... As long as the bar made money, they want they want to do it again, you know? Yeah. So, um, I'm sure they did really well at the bar. Um, so they want me to do it again, um, and I want to do it again. Um, I don't know if... Uh, if an annual thing is the right way to do it, ideally I'd like to do it more yeah. um, I think biannual maybe might be the the move now maybe um you know, do it in spring, do it in fall. I think that'd be fun um yeah, just you know um, yeah i there's a there's a market for it, obviously, mm-hmm. and um you know people responded well to it um you know, like I mentioned in our uh, in the other interview um um uh, Places like Minneapolis, Chicago. It's it's a monthly thing. Yeah, and you know even you could even go to a couple a month. So and those are you know competing markets and stuff, and they're mm-hmm. similar to us. And we have a scene a scene that's growing to you know starting to get the you know similar amount of attention at those sort of places. Not it's, not yeah. Chicago. I'm saying, let's say Chicago. But Milwaukee's
0: becoming attention. formidable. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So I think there's like there's room for our scene to grow. There's clearly clearly a demand for it. Um, I already, you know, did it once. I'd be kinda of dumb to not to do it again with the amount of demand. And honestly, it's been what it's what is today? Thursday? Yeah. Wednesday. Thurs- it's Thur- Thursday. It's Thursday. It's yeah. Thursday. <laughs> yeah. Thursday. and Thursday. Someday in March. Um and uh it was last Saturday. And I'd say since then I've had at least 50, 60 people message me being like, Hey, I wanna I wanna be a producer in the oh next my one. God. And I'm like, I didn't even know there's that many producers here. Like I've gotten so many friend requests, yeah. so many people messaging me, blowing up my phone, people that got my phone number, like yeah. people I don't even know people from I don't even know from Green Bay. You yeah, know, they're, they're like, like, Oh, I got my phone <laughs> number from this person that I yeah. barely know and they're like, Hey, can I join? And, and I'm like the demand's there so
0: um events like this is what brings people out of the shadows
1: yeah absolutely um and it's just like it's different than a rap show because like you know we have some we have so many rap shows i wouldn't say it's oversaturated i think it's an appropriate amount um yeah uh for the size of our, our market but there's like a whole ego thing that goes into it with rappers and and a lot of milwaukee's Fan base of other rappers is other creatives, and like you know direct competition honestly yeah um and so there's kind of like a it's difficult to bring people out for something that happens so often and you know so similarly, so when you have something that's different and it puts a whole different type of person in the in the in the in the light, you know it there's i don't know what am I trying to say here, and it's like uh my of thought. <laughs> well, I mean, it does uh, become a melting pot of... Yeah, well, there's so many people that, uh, you know, they, they're, they're not there because... They're not not going. Yeah. Because, like, oh, I don't fuck with this rapper. You know, everybody's going because they're like, I fuck with these producers. Mm-hmm. you know and it's not like oh this guy this producer I don't really like him I'm not gonna go that's not really a thing everybody there's not an ego thing that goes into no. the production side well there is but it's not like if that's it's a degree not,
0: where it's detrimental to the event uh, yeah
1: and uh, yeah exactly so um, I think people are just like more you know open to going out and supporting that and it's just like it is a thing where the crowd is so involved um, Where it's like it is a fun event like, yeah. you know, you can go to a rap show and there can be some call and response stuff. You might know the rapper's lyrics, but it's not, it's not like going there and just hearing some shit that blows your mind away that you've never heard it before. It makes you want to jump around and chant and like, you know, root for someone you've never even heard of, you know? So I think just the nature of the event, it's, uh, it needs to be done more. Yeah. I agree. And... If- and shout out, uh, Alan. Yeah. at breaking and entering, honestly, uh, for bringing it back, um, and opening that door again, for sure. Like, that was, uh, a huge step for the, the community, honestly. Yeah. And I hope, hopefully, uh, you know, that and then Cream City be Battle, hopefully there's another person who's like, yeah, I can tap into this, and right. we can, you know, we can, maybe there's someone who wants to do it
0: monthly, or, yeah. you know, like, that'd be cool. Right, well, and I had Alan on the show last week, and something that he mentioned, um, cause I, like, I asked him, like, what his, uh, concerns were for, you know, the sake of the Milwaukee music scene, and he mentioned that he's, he's worried about the, about the medium being put in the wrong hands, you know, yeah. where people use it more as, like, a clout thing rather than using it yeah. for, like, the genuine interest in the music community. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I totally,
1: I totally agree with him on that. I think there's, like, you know, anybody can do this. There's nothing stopping any, you know, anybody watching this. There's nobody stopping them from curating their own event. They just have to know the people at the venue, which isn't hard to, to know, you no. know, get to know those sort of people. You know, right? it's an email away. Um, you know, anybody can tap into it. Um, yeah. There's nothing stopping really anybody um, from, from throwing this sort of stuff. I'm, maybe I like some bigger venues, you might run into some roadblocks where you might need a, you know, some sort of background. For them to trust you. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, um, I, I don't know what he said about me, but, but I know that Alan, uh, I know uh, I can speak on his, the MKE Big Beat, I know his inten- intentions were very, very, um, genuine. Um, yeah. And I appreciate it. Oh, them. no, he um,
0: he loves you. The thing is, he time. loves you. And, it, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I love Alan too. Well, he actually he mentioned on the show that, like, for the first 30 seconds when he saw that, like, you were doing, like, the Creep City Beat Battle, he was like, wait, what, what, what like, what's happening right now, like, this yeah, is yeah. my thing, but then, like, he, he, yeah, he messaged
1: me right away, <laughs> and
0: with, like, it was, like, a, a
1: you know, I, I don't know why it didn't cross my mind, you know, like, immediately, where it was, like, a, you know, like, hash maybe hit him up, but it also, it was just, like, it was kind of, like, a thing where it was, like, I don't need anybody's permission to yeah. do this. My intentions were genuine, and they still are. Like, right. You yeah. Know, it wasn't about clout or money. If it was, I, I would have been competing. Yeah. <laughs> and well, I would have been judging. Yeah. You know, it was just right. I wanted to set this up for other people because what the MKE Big Beat did for me, I want to be able to give that back like more than just MK Big Beat. I want like, and I wanted the focus to be on producers. I wanted it all one night. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved the MK Big Beat. Um, it was just, it was a, a bit drawn out for, for my liking, and I think that we, and that, that's the, and it's like a, it's a you know, different it's, format, it's, it's totally yeah. a different format, um, and, um, I just wanted to do it in, in my own format, mm-hmm. and, um, and yeah, and it was, it was a success, and I, yeah. it, everything that I envisioned for it, it, it was that plus some.
0: yeah, so, and I, 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 uh, can relate to you to an extent, because, like, before I started the show, like, I was, um, you know, like, I had always known that, like, I wanted to do a podcast and, like, wanted to, like, you know, interview people, like, you know, in the scene. But I was worried at first because, like, Tyree Pope, shout-out Tyree Pope, um, like, he also does a show, Kicking with Tyree. Right. And, like, he, he interviews creatives and talks about their background and everything. And, like, at first, like, I was worried about, like, I don't want to, like, replicate what he's doing. I don't want to, like... I don't want there to be too much, like, you know, crossover with my theme versus yeah. his. And, and like, I mean, and part of it was just kind of, like, you know, my fears of, like, you know, starting the show and, like, getting it off the ground. But he, I, I talked to him about it. I told him, like, I just want to make sure that, like, this isn't, like, you know, you know, no, I'm not, I don't want to step on anyone's toes or yeah. like, overstep my boundaries. And he was like, oh, bro, don't worry about it. Like, yeah, I think this is true to you and...
1: I think an important thing to keep in mind is that we're a small market. We're growing. Yeah. So naturally, we need more of these these mediums. Yeah. Um, and we don't need anybody's permission to do it. Um, I think that's an important thing that, you know, it, may, it you know, I, 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 it, it crossed my mind that I needed to, like, hit up Ellen and be like, hey, can I do this? You know, <laughs> yeah, just right. Kind of like, I want to do this. I'm going to do this. The one, once he hit me up, I was like, oh, that was kind of a dick move to kind of just, like, go off and do my own thing. But it was like, I knew that... You know, I, because I was looking for more beat battles to, to enter. And that's yeah, where I got the, the idea from it. Right. And I looked at in Minneapolis. And, because that's like a, you know, a close market. And they do, you know, and it, that was where I saw it. I was like, yeah, there's places that are doing this, like, you know, buying annually, monthly. Yeah. And I was like, fucking, I'm just going to do it here. And I didn't, I, I had no, like, originally I wanted to, to enter another one. Because I didn't want to wait a home. Yeah. for the MKB, I was like, I was still on the high from the, winning the last yeah. years, I was like, I want to keep doing it, like, yeah. I got more beats, like, let's go, um, and then I was like, wait, I can just do that here, and instead of, like, you know, I can just wait for next year's or whatever, um, over the, over time, I decided maybe battling isn't what I want to focus on doing, but maybe creating the platform for other people to have yeah. that opportunity, where right? They don't have to wait once a year, mm-hmm. um, and I just, like, prioritized that, and um, really, it was just, like, honestly, the, I, I mentioned earlier, the, the, me wanting to win, like, sitting down and, like, applying myself 100%, that made me grow more than any other sort of thing. Like I've done lots of crazy stuff, met crazy people. Nothing drove me more to be better than the competition, um, and so I felt like I it was like a, I was in a position myself where, um, I felt not necessarily obligated, but uh, qualified, I suppose to, yeah. to to create that platform for more people to do that. And um, all right, re- like honestly, the the most rewarding part of all of it was the messages that i've you know like the interactions between producers that went up against each other with i'm not even involved i'm just reading comments and they're like oh yeah yeah, like great battle let's link up like tomorrow or you know like Mm -hmm. you know or you know just like stuff like that where i was like that's dope i saw that that. brought people together and i was like you know the mke big beat last year it was like you know, I beat T Streets the next day we were in the studio. And that yeah. was the energy I wanted. Like I sent out an email to everybody before the battle and I was like, hey, like at the end of the day it's a fun competition. Like we all wanna win it. There's only one winner. Like let's not like be losers. Yeah. Like the best thing you could take away from this is like collabing with right. the person that beat you. Yeah. And like get in the studio with
0: them and like see how you can become better. You Dude. Know? I 100% I saw so much of that because yeah, that like, was the most reward like yeah, that was the because like I was seeing like a lot of producers that night just talking about collabing and talking about how you know if anything this isn't just like you know even just uh, on stage like right. after they had just lost where I was like oh that would like I would have taken like that would
1: hurt like yeah. if I lost like honestly it would have been like ugh but then they're still just being like alright well let's like like
0: what are you doing like Thursday Yeah, and I was like to see that—it was more than just a beat bed. It was also a showcase. It was a. Absolutely. It was, it was, it was an a oppor- new showcase. Yeah, it was an opportunity for, like you know, all of the really talented producers in town to meet each other and to. And not get even a all food. of them, just some of them. Some of them, only some sixteen of them. of them. Yeah, yeah. And when I talked to Godzilla after the show, like, he he was so humble. He had nothing but great things to say about Spice God, saying spice god is the real winner like spice god is he he was like he intimidated me like he was super amazing like he had <laughs> all of his drops were in the right place like yeah he was like the winner of the entire battle godzilla like had like incredibly you know humble things to say about his competitor, and that no, is... I don't I th- think there
1: was any sort of... No, that there... That was, like, that was a fantastic it. didn't feel it. like
0: so much of a competition. It felt like, you know, this is just, like, a fun thing that we're doing. When, when else do you, like, when else do you, as a producer, get to play of your beats for over 200 people? Yeah.
1: Never. And everyone Never. got a reaction. Like, everyone was like, right. yeah. And even if, it, even if you, like, weren't yeah. the greatest, or, like, the, everybody in that competition was great. Um, but even if you went out in the first round, I mean, you've had people chanting along and, and vibing with, with your beat like that, you know, like, yeah. I, I didn't even, I've still haven't even had that opportunity <laughs> yeah. myself because I mean, well, the MK Big Beat was big. I don't know if, it, if there was that many people at the final though. Um, maybe comparable. Um, but you know, when do you get to, to do that? Never. Like the most people I've said, was like a networking event at high five. And, you know, I was making beats right then and there, and there was maybe, you know, hundreds of some people there. Yeah. That was probably the the biggest crowd of people that I, like, showcased what I could do. So, I think it was dope, like, that they all got to, to do that. Yeah. Like, um, that doesn't happen. And so, like, um, even if you didn't win, like, honestly, like,
0: getting to to display your craft to that many people yeah. is, a, is a victory, and it's ours. Yeah, man. Okay. That's- Austin Mankey, what keeps you up at night? Music. <laughs> Music. <laughs> Creating. My creative drive keeps me up at night. Yeah. Voluntarily uh, speaking it into existence. I have respect for that. What puts you to sleep? The sun coming up. <laughs> <And> <laughs> you it's... gotta go
1: to bed before the the sun shines in. Um Yeah. Yeah. No, that Honestly, I mean that's an honest answer. I mean dude that that I had something better for you that's
0: okay dude because that I mean that just odes to everything we talked about tonight thank you for being on the show thank you yeah man all right man uh check out uh main. key uh he's a Milwaukee producer of course and you know keep be on the lookout for more beat battles in Milwaukee because our city needs them more than ever thank you for watching mr nice guy we'll see you next time